on today's The Witching Minute, Kevin, I have a band for you. I don't know a why band? the sooner. <laughs> and it's funny because I've had this in my head for like the past week. And I saw one of the people we both um, follow on Insta like posted this band. So now I'm like, now I'm going to look like a follower because they just did it. But I don't care. This is a satanic doo-wop band. <laughs> That's like that's like the best sentence ever, right? And it's called uh, Twin Temple. Uh, it's a guy and a girl, and I think everybody should check them out. Like I've been listening to this song called "Satan's a Woman" like nonstop for the past two weeks. Um, I found them because when we were researching Jack Parsons for Once Upon a Cult, I got introduced to Sex Magic, and Twin Temple has a song called Sex Magic, and it's just so magic. It's magic, Kevin. <laughs> I'm just holding my heart because they can't see me, but I'm just like beautiful. Yes. It is, it is. Oh. It's part of Sean's weird, eclectic, random music that I listen to. Like sometimes it's duop, sometimes it's hardcore. You know, let it go, <laughs> <laughs> which I got to share with you. <laughs> well, thank you. I do appreciate that. You know, eclect- eclecticity is that a word? Eclecticity is the spice of life. I love it. I like how you're worried on our show, Hanging with the Hollowells, if something is actually a word and all the weird <laughs> shit that we say. <laughs> we are like the, the show of making up words, but that's okay. You know, it's, it's the dorky thing to do. It's the proper dorky thing to do. So. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Nice to see you again. Mm-hmm. You put some clothes on. The Hollowells. Wasn't that fun? All right, welcome to this week's episode of Hanging with the Hollowells. Today we are covering Carpe de Men. <laughs> My name's Sean. I'm the ultimate charm newbie. And I'm Kevin, the ultimate charm expert. I'm so excited to be here. I was at the beginning of the week, I was just like, oh my god, I can't wait to talk to Sean. It feels like forever. Every time it feels like forever, but it's it does. I enjoy it so much. <laughs> And I'm excited because just a reminder, because we haven't really done any guests on this season because it's been kind of crazy for us. Sure. But we do have Paul coming on in two, in two episodes. episodes. Yes. And we just added, by the way, Kevin, maybe I should tell you this. We just added a second guest coming on this season. Oh, what episode? I got a request for Death Becomes Them. Oh. <laughs> for our friend Ryan Terry over in Florida. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Yeah. I feel like I mentioned Ryan a lot on these episodes now. Like, that's, we mentioned Disney, we mentioned Ryan, <laughs> and we say plur. <laughs> yes. Oh, plur. Oh, plur. <laughs> so, yes, that's something to look forward to, Hollowags. We've got Ryan and Paul coming on, which are friends of the pod. Yes, yes. Did you listen to the Halloween episode of Words of the Witches? Not yet. Okay, good. Because I, men- I mentioned Death Becomes Them a little bit in that one. So. Oh, good. Then maybe I'll hold off on it. <laughs> Is it like a big spoiler? No, not really. It just says, well, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, 
you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Most of the time, you're probably, you're probably just, like, overlook it anyway, like you always do when it's a spoiler. <laughs> I know. I somehow do manage to filter out spoilers. <laughs> All right. Carpe Dimon. I like saying that. Carpe Dimon. Hmm. It aired February 13th, 2005, so the day before Valentine's. How fitting. How fitting. Written by Curtis Keel, directed by Stuart Gillard. I don't remember seeing his name before. He pro- he's probably new. Sometimes new people show up to surprise you. How dare they? <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Back at the manor. Oh, started on a good note. But we haven't even been to the manor yet. Yeah. <laughs> Piper holds a loud screaming thing as she talks on the phone. Enter Phoebe. They talk about how they tried the utopia thing, but now they have to continue the vanquishing demon thing. Piper has to go to P3 because her manager is being selfish and proposing on Valentine's Day. Phoebe points out that a familiar actor has been overcharging them on the phone bill. Phoebe expressed her sadness at not having a man in her life to help get her closer to the beautiful girl she saw in her vision. You know, that's where we're at. I recognize Kurt Fuller right away. He's been in so much. <clears throat> Which one is that again? What's his name? He's the he plays John in this episode, but he's always oh, he's like, oh yeah Kurt Fuller. I think I think of him as from Scary Movie with the sexy pictures. That's what I was gonna say. That's what I was <laughs> <laughs> he's been in a lot. Doesn't do anything for you here. Try this one. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, you know what's funny? I've seen him in so many things, but I never looked up his name before, so I never knew his the actor's name. I had to cheat. I actually went in my notes and went over to. Uh, Fuck Mary Kill to look at his oh, name. Okay. I'm like, I know his face, I know his voice, but yeah. Yeah. Back at magic school, Paige is looking over resumes for a new literature teacher. Miss Donovan tries to push herself as the new teacher. Her way of showing she would be a good teacher is by astral projecting. See, I'm talented. Mm. <laughs> look what I can do. <laughs> teaching. <laughs> A beautiful man in a bike warps into the room and says he's the new teacher. <laughs> well, I'm going to be anyway. His mm-hmm. name is Drake. I'm glad I know what to yell in bed now. Drake, <laughs> I told you. I wore, I told you last episode that he was coming. I thought uh, you were talking about Kurt Fuller. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Drake hands over his resume. He admits that he used to be a demon. He was made human by making a deal with a sorcerer. He gets to keep his powers, but if he uses them wrong, the sorcerer kills him and gets his powers. What a crazy uh, start to an episode. <laughs> yes, yes. I do have a beef with this scene, though, a little bit. Does it have to do with the fact that it was so weird that Kira was trying to be human that like, they were like, that could never happen. And then he just rides and he's like, I'm human. <laughs> no, that's okay. not me. I do. Have, I do. I do have a thing about the human thing, but I'll talk about that later. Um, but she says like a muse applied to be the teacher. And she's like, you know, you can't do that because that will make them it'll inspire them to write papers, not read them. Um, but like, uh. I think it would be stupid that Amuse would even apply. Like, Amuse would know better than to apply to be a teacher because see, they can't be in the physical world at all. They shouldn't, they're supposed to be this invisible presence. Having them in there 
you know, always makes things off balance. And Amuse would know better than to try to apply to be a teacher. So I just didn't buy that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it was just a throwaway line. But to me, I'm just like, no, you can't, you can't make that work. <laughs> no, it's a good point. And as the charmed expert, like, I'm, you would key in on that because I didn't remember that history of the muses in the yeah. show. But now that you mention it, yeah, they were always like the unseen presence. Mm-hmm. Touche, sir. Touche. Yeah. Oh. You know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, like, I knew I knew it was an, I was an asset to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get amused to take your spot. <laughs> Back at P3. Piper has forced Leo to come help her put up lame hearts for Valentine's Day. Leo and Piper have a conversation about decorations that isn't actually about the decorations. <laughs> Piper is worried about Leo's actions as an avatar and what the elders are going to do about it. Which I feel is like a very fair concern because he went a little crazy. Right. And considering they've taken him away from her before, the mm-hmm. elders multiple times... <laughs> it's like great <laughs> and i thought it was interesting was it right here when they talk about how kyle was made a white lighter and they were kind of like well yeah that takes him away from page <laughs> yeah right that's exactly here <laughs> yeah so even the characters are like yeah, yeah the they're, are dicks. they're underhanded <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> At a ghetto blacksmith. <laughs> uh, two people talk about Drake. He's too strong and the sorcerer wants his power in order to fight Zanki. The sorcerer's minions bring in the lame wannabe teacher, Ms. Donovan. Miss Donovan, not Ms. Donovan. I should be more careful um who has been asking about asking around about drake because because you know miss donovan doesn't trust drake so she's gonna ask around the underworld like do you know who this person is oh you know drake come with me you're kidnapped <laughs> anyway the sorcerer puts a knife to her throat stupid miss donovan you know what's funny is i didn't remember her name was miss donovan so every time i describe her it very much describes her but then i went in and added her name miss donovan so that people would know so well, that's remember, remember we called her miss don fan last time remember? oh that's right yeah but there's so <laughs> many new characters this season this is this is miss donovan's last episode so you don't have to learn it too for too long oh thank so. God, Miss Don fan. <laughs> this episode also had a shit ton of scenes. Like I got up to I think twenty four scenes. <laughs> well, keep keep the fun coming. That's what I say. Yeah, and that's not all. Winky face emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Back at the manor, Phoebe argues on the phone about her phone bill. Daryl calls. Sheridan is back. Daryl reveals that Kyle had visited him the night before and told him he brought her out of the coma. Phoebe tells Daryl to try not to trigger Sheridan's lost memories and hangs up. Sheridan is left wondering if she knows Phoebe. That sounds familiar. Phoebe, do I know Phoebe? Tell me more. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Daryl looks so fucking hot in this turtleneck. I know. (laughs) Daryl! <laughs> you know what I think is sad though is like this is the second show now this in South Park that has made fun of like phone slash internet companies. I'm like, how universal is it that they're shit? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> even back in the back in the day, you know. Yeah, I think this was around the time that the "Can you hear me now?" thing going was going on. Oh <laughs> like, God, don't remind me. Because <laughs> I was working was at everywhere. Verizon shortly after that, and every anytime I told somebody I work at Verizon, they'd be, "Can you hear me now?" <laughs> I'm so original. <laughs> <laughs> <You're welcome. Yeah. laughs> I wish the listeners could have seen your face when you did that too. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> Maybe one day we should put out a video of us recording. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for the 150th. I don't know. <laughs> I like your style. Mm, yes, you know. we'll, have a, we'll, have a, we'll have a guest that week too. So, um, but yeah. Mm, mm. Paige and Drake look through the Book of Shadows or through Book of Shadows. Sorry. <laughs> See, I automatically added that because I know it's right. Yep. Drake touched the book to show Paige he can be vanquished by the power of three. And he's like, look at me, I'm touching the book. I kind of sounded like a putty there if I did it higher pitch. You did. He uses that as proof that he's good. Paige disagrees. She says the book has been tricked before, which is is valid. Uh, Drake reveals that he knows Phoebe married a demon. Hmm, how do you know that? Keep, put a pin in that, by the way. Uh, Drake morphs into Cyrano, and Phoebe admits he's kind of cute. There we go. Phoebe falling for the first the charismatic first demon. Char- yeah, the first charismatic guy she sees. Uh, Paige orbits the pepper while Phoebe continues to be, to be charmed by Drake. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of, I just saw a preview. I had no idea this was a thing. I saw a preview for Cyrano, the movie about Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah, Cyrano with, de Bergerac, yeah. With uh, what's who played Tyrion? I can't remember his name right now, but he's playing that oh, character. It, it's a new movie? Yeah, it's a new movie. It's a musical, and it looks amazing. Okay, because, the, I mean, that story has been around forever, and, and there's yeah. so many different movies and so many different incarnations of it. But, yeah, I had to read that in theater school. <laughs> I, call it, I call it theater school. It was just college, but you know, co- <laughs> theater school sounds so much more, you know, you know <laughs> exotic. I guess you know. No, uh, it doesn't. <laughs> it's like magic school, but for the the arts. Mm, yes, I love it. Back at theater school. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just the pretentiousness of theater kids. You know, the pride of theater kids. Like I'm better than you. <laughs> I know you've proven that you're a thespian by calling it theater school. <laughs> the theater. <laughs> Leo meets two of the elders, Keel and Sandy, on top of the bridge. He asks them there. Leo wants to have a chance to defend himself before he's judged. Sandy asks the other elder to stop measuring dicks and leave. <laughs> she tells Leo she's doing her best to fight for him, but to lay low for now. I love the nickname you gave our Sandra. Sandy sounds like, you know, it's like, you know, like me, I'm Sandy D. It makes me not hate her as much because that's my mother's name. She goes yes. by Sandy. Oh, like a sandy beach along the shore. <laughs> we thought it was so funny in um, Austin Powers. There's the character, a lot of vagina. And if you watch after the credits, they have like this thing that says where everybody is now. And it says a lot of realizing like why people were laughing at her name changed it to 
Sandy vagina. <laughs> and we thought that was so funny. <laughs> well, I work I, I work for a, a spice company, and we have fajita blend. And I say, oh, I love vaginas. <laughs> I see vaginas also. It's just for fun. We're children. Yes. It's great. Um, <laughs> what time is it? I mean, what? what <laughs> it's what, 17, and we're on scene eight. <laughs> that's what I meant to say. <laughs> Counter eighteen, yeah. Um, Phoebe comes downstairs to find a Drake dancing idiotically in the corner. That's what you did You know that dancing. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I love us. Okay, Drake does some charming things that made my panties wet and. <laughs> Okay, uh, uh, I can't get through a, a, one sentence without laughing. Okay, uh, and dances with Phoebe. Piper and Paige interrupt the moment. Piper says she refuses to let Drake teach it. Well, we had Phoebe's like beautiful. It was like the whole. Um, she's all that sixteen candles like staircase. Ah, like yeah. <laughs> Anyway, where are they? Okay, Piper and Paige interrupt the moment. Piper says she refuses to let Drake teach at magic school. Drake says that he's the best damn teacher. Since he's been a demon, he would be the best teacher against evil. To pro- prove his point, he changes changes everyone, all Robin Hoodie. Yes. <laughs> and I believe this is the first time Phoebe is in a red wig. I don't oh, think we've ever seen her in a I red wig did, before. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, the sisters go to the kitchen to talk and the sorcerer appears behind Drake. As the sisters talk about what to do with Drake, the sorcerer puts a spell on Drake. He now believes he's Robin Hood and vanquishes a pillow! (laughs) (laughs) The sisters discuss the sorcerer spell. It was supposed to turn Drake all demony, but instead made him Robin Hood. The sisters decide to try to vanquish the sorcerer to save Drake. Drake sees the taxes on the phone bill and decides to vanquish the tax collector. Oh, Prince John. (laughs) Phoebe rides away with Drake on his steed. Mommy! (laughs) 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 And for the steed, we once again get this motorcycle, which is very haggard to me. Very. Oh yes. Well, do you know this isn't the first time we've seen a motorcycle in the show? Can you name the other times? Oh, I hate you. Um, Actually, um, this is this is the Phoebe is the last sister. All the sisters have been on a motorcycle, so it's all okay. four sisters. Piper, <laughs> no, not Piper. <laughs> Prue got on a motorcycle during the Piper's wedding episode yes, and rode away on it. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Piper was on a motorcycle when she was like the evil piper and she joined like that biker gang she yeah, she that was she actually, you know the biker gang she isn't wasn't a biker gang but do you remember the biker gang was actually the valkyries oh that's what it was you're Coming right into the world yeah because she had the spell that leo put on her that made her not feel things right and then she joined the valkyries and she was like yes i'm going to be in this biker gang of valkyries <laughs> and Paige. Did a porno where she got sexed by a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> um, close. Um, <laughs> I don't remember Paige. It was oh, was was it with one of her menses? There was a mens, yes. 
Okay, and it was was it Kyle? It was only a one episode men's. Oh, I don't remember. Okay, it was back in season four. It was actually in the episode Size Matters. With, okay. With Robert England. Um, and, and Clay. His name is Clay, right? No, Clay was season one oh. with Phoebe. Um, <laughs> no, this guy was named Finn. Finn. Yes, and he was the, the guy with no belly button that Robert England Gamel created, and he came to her house, and she drove off with him in the motorcycle. <laughs> yes. We know, you know what's a fun, another funny thing about that? Because Prue left that manor doors on the motorcycle and Phoebe left the manor doors on the motorcycle but there's stairs outside that door mm-hmm. like they make it look like there's a ramp like they can just go down <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know it's just fun things like that <laughs> yeah I did think Billy Zane's voice was funny the way it kind of changed throughout the episode like he went very musical theater with it sometimes and sometimes he was just talking yeah yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want him to go like, Kingdom Hearts, fill me with the power of darkness. Because <laughs> you know he was the voice of Ansem in that game. I did not know that. Oh, well, surprise. Yeah, he, Billy Zane did the voice of Ansem in the first Kingdom Hearts. This man is everywhere. I know. <laughs> Phoebe and Drake go to the phone company. People seem less surprised to see a man in a skirt than they should. Drake confronts the manager of the phone company. The manager points them towards corporate headquarters. Robin makes a Braveheart speech to rouse the bystanders to follow him to corporate, even though they don't. (laughs) Drake takes the money from the security truck and throws it to the masses. The sorcerer looks on displeased. From his little crystal ball thingy, I should have added. He wasn't actually there. Mm, Yes. But, oh my gosh. Drake in this Robin Hood outfit, those legs. <laughs> right? Like, the only detractor to me was the hair. But, like, yeah. we could we could put a bag over his head or just over his hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I mean, I, I was looking. I was like, you can see the little biker shorts he was wearing underneath there, the little black little shorts. Well, one scene he was, one scene he was wearing tan shorts. One scene he was wearing black shorts. I noticed that. You're but. really tuned into his dick. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see that far. I wishful thinking, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like those legs. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> scene ten. Back at the lair, Miss Donovan Astro projected to try to save herself. The sorcerer threatens the teacher for her knowledge of Robin Hood. I was surprised that he's never a Robin Hood. I know. Where have you been under a rock? There's a very enjoyable Disney movie called Robin Hood. Oodle Lolly. <laughs> Golly, what a day. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was another uh, one where I wrote the teacher because I couldn't remember her name, but then I added Miss Donovan later. <laughs> I'm hot for teacher. But I'm not. No, I'm not either. <laughs> She's a Cusack, though. You know that? She's a Cusack. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I did not I know that. I'm not sure how they're related. I think she's like the sister of John and Joan. I don't know for sure. Interesting. But she's, she's in the family somewhere along the lines. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm back at the manor. Oh, that was <laughs> gravelly. Oh, oh, we forgot to do a spell earlier. Oh, no. <laughs> That's like the worst feeling ever. <laughs> Scene eight to refresh the inner demon. 
Okay, here we go. Darkness within cannot be undone. Embrace your true self. That's okay. all. Name. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I know. Like that, 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 that was like a big, like exclamation statement, not a spell. But yeah. I guess you know the intent is there, so that's powerful. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Back at the manor. Piper is making a potion while talking to Phoebe. She hangs up the call, and she and Leo talk about the shit situation they're in. Paige orbs in and turns on the news. Piper says this is getting out of hand and tells Paige to prepare a vanquishing potion for Drake as a backup plan. Paige says that she found a summoning spell to bring the sorbet. Damn autocorrect. Sorcerer. To them. (laughs) Piper still tells Paige to make the potion as a backup plan. Every time I wrote sorcerer, Kevin, it autocorrected to sorbet. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it this time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorbet. Mm, delicious. <laughs> you know what I noticed, though? What? They moved, they moved the TV. <laughs> you would notice that. <laughs> like, that's not where the TV usually, usually lives. You just put it there because it's close to you, and you can just easily go, I have a remote control. Boo-doo-da. Uh, <laughs> Because you know where it normally lives is on the counter in the corner of the kitchen. Mmm. But touche. yeah, but it, it was the same TV. I when I was younger, I always wanted a little white TV like that because I'm like it's the charmed TV. <laughs> <laughs> you would. And it had a you know VCR in there built inside. I'm like that. That's the TV I want. <laughs> I'm surprised actually you don't have a charm tattoo. Well, my tattoo that I do have, there is a charm symbol in it. Oh. It's not the triquetra because everybody gets the triquetra. It's actually the trihorn, which is like that P3 smoke flower thing that's, you know, above all the logo logos. Okay. So I do have that on my tattoo. It's a right above the unversed symbol. Touche. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leo calls Daryl to learn, learn him of the situation. Sheridan comes in and says they've been assigned as partners again. Yay, poop emoji. <laughs> Get out of here, Sheridan. I know. She just got back and she's already so annoying. I know. She's just always on the case. Like, can you just lighten up a little bit? Why have to be all like, I'm on a mission to like put these girls in jail because that's what they deserve. <laughs> like, I like that your voice gets deeper when you're being Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going <laughs> get you, brother. <laughs> Hey guys, it's me, Sheridan. I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but she is very tall and mannish, too, if you think about it. Okay, (laughs) touche. Phoebe and Drake exit a cab at the corporate office. Daryl pulls up, and Drake shoots Sheridan with an arrow. Bitch can't catch a brick. Sheridan arrests Phoebe. Come on, Sheridan. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, go ahead. But I do love that they love to beat Sheridan up. They really do. <laughs> In all these episodes, like, they know the, they know the audience hates Sheridan, so they're always like, let's get her, like, thrown out a wall. Let's get her shot by something. Let's get her, like, knocked out, you know? I'm like, it's so great to see her, like, get hurt, I guess. You know, like... That's a good point. Yeah, she yeah. gets the shit beat out of her. She does. <laughs> <laughs> Um, these these scenes keep getting shorter and shorter. Yours is like two sentences now. Oh man. 
Okay. <laughs> Upstairs, Drake enters John's office. Drake holds John at arrow point. I laughed so hard at this door gag when he like throws the door open and it slams back in his face. <laughs> It was so good. (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! (laughs) The mic has been dropped. (laughs) Mic drop for reals. Yes. (laughs) A literal mic drop. (laughs) Boom. Uh (laughs) (laughs) But you wonder if that was like. Dead. Uh, if it was on purpose or not. Yeah, if that door gig was just like scripted or if it just like happened, it's like, well, I'm gonna go with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, all the wags, for you having to hear my mic literally drop. They love it. No, they love it. I know, I know. <laughs> the police arrive in full force as Phoebe explains the sitch to Daryl and Sheridan. Phoebe convinces Daryl to let her talk to Drake. She says they have a connection. Daryl sends Phoebe up against Sheridan's will. Sheridan, bitch, you just got back. Daryl's been working with the sisters. Butt the fuck out. Yep, four realties. <laughs> oh, there was one thing from the last thing that I forgot to mention. Because, um, what's his face? Scary movie guy. Curtis, what's his face? Kurt, some Kurt Fuller. Fuller. Okay, I was going to say Kurt Falcon, but that's something different. Uh- <laughs> Um, uh, what are they saying? Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> uh, he has a line that says, like, did my ex-wife put you up to this or whatever? Or did my ex-wife send you? Which is exactly what happened in All Hell Breaks Loose with Dr. Griffiths. He's like, my oh, ex-wife put you up to this? I'm like, somebody's writing the same lines or like, like, like lines, you know? So I just That's thought that was fine. fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. <laughs> All right, Kurt Falcon. <laughs> Where are I? Is it you? Uh, 16. Oh, is it me? It's you. It's me. Okay. Back at the manor, Paper and Paige are beginning the summoning spell. It doesn't seem to be working. Paper still argues that they need to vanquish Drake. Miss Donovan projects in and tells them where she is. The sisters decide to scry for her and pop in to vanquish the sorcerer. And we have a spell. spell Yes, Yes. spell time. It's your turn. Okay, here we go. Let me me get it on. I mean, here we go. Okay, I put my glasses back on to read this because I took them off to clean them. Anyway, to bring a sorcerer to oneself. Sorcerer of darkness, demon of fright, I call you now into my sight. I feel like there needs to be, like, one more line on these spells. They seem just to die. Yeah, they're all very short and sweet, which isn't always bad. But I just, I want more, you know? I want more. I do like the rhyme in this one. I I like the language of this one. Yeah, I do too. It's a lot better than the other one. Yeah, so just I want two more lines to make it a nice, you know, four-bar thing. So Mm -hmm. Cool. The sorcerer looks on from his crystal ball as the sisters make their plan. It was all part of his plan. He reveals to Miss Donovan that his lair is protected from the sisters' magic, and by the time they find him, he'll have Drake's 
Aua! <laughs> it's very like very fantasy, evil groom. Like I don't know. Yes. <laughs> what he's going for? Yes, I don't know what that was, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Eighteen. Back at the office, Phoebe rushes in to speak to Drake. Phoebe talks Drake out of attacking John. As they turn away, a spell comes over John. And he tells Drake he enjoys suckering people. Yes, <laughs> suckering God. people. Suckering people. I knew you'd like that. I knew he was Kurt Falcon in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way Phoebe like put out her arm to embrace like John telling his like story of good. Like she's just so dramatic with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see Lissamano in a Disney movie. Like that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we kind of got Ariel. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> sure. Sure. Back at the manor, Leo Page and Piper scry for Miss Donovan with no luck. They figure out that the sorcerer is setting Drake up because he wants those powers. <laughs> Okay, Miss Southern Bell. <laughs> I do declare. <laughs> oh God, I don't know. I don't know what that was. Thank you. All right, fine. <laughs> yeah. Where am I? Twenty. Twenty. Oh my God, what is up? Here we go. At the office, the confrontation with John continues. Continues. John entices Drake to kill him. Drake shoots John out the window. He goes, Hadouken! <laughs> he says some kind of crazy yeah. something. He's like, <laughs> it's very much a video game. Um, I love it, though. Okay. <laughs> John grabs the windowsill, and Phoebe helps him up. The sorcerer soars and takes Drake's powers and sends him to purgatory. The sorcerer shimmers out as Paige and Piper Orbin. He dares them to come get him. I s- okay, anyway, that's later. Okay. <laughs> the sorcerer's kind of like a boss bitch, though. I kind of like him. I know. I mean, he's got plans. He's got he's got ideas. And something about him was really familiar to me. Like, I looked him up, and I have seen him in Supernatural. But, like, he looked like someone else who's been on Charm to me. I don't know who, though. I mean, I guess he does look like somebody, but... It could be, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But there are people that look alike. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Back at the manor, the sisters orb in. They discuss how to fix this issue. The scrying crystal lands on Miss Donovan's location. The sisters know it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> As it was much too easy, they decide to think like Robin Hood. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Talk like a man, walk like a man. Hello, I'm Miss Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that was Sheridan. That's Hello, Sheridan. I'm Sheridan. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Je vais mon livre. <laughs> you know what that does to me. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what team we're on now again. 22. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Back at the lair, the sorcerer is being a jerky jerk to Miss Donovan. <laughs> it's revealed that she's gotten better at projection. She doesn't even have to be asleep to do it any longer. 
She doesn't even. Oh, it's. <laughs> I just. I, just I, I said that without you seeing your line, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. She doesn't even need to be asleep anymore. <laughs> uh, I should really stop like reacting to them and just read it, but it's fine. Three Donovans appear and close in on the sorcerer. <laughs> Three Wild Don fans appear. And. <laughs> The other Donovans turn out to be the sisters who vanquish the sorcerer and bring Drake back from purgatory. (laughs) So I don't understand how vanquishing the sorcerer saves Drake from purgatory. I would have thought that, you know, once he was sent there, that's just it. You know, he has his powers. If you vanquish the sorcerer, vanquish the sorcerer, that should just be, he's sent there already. I don't get how it would undo it, but. I'm yeah. glad it does. I'm glad it does. We love Drake, but I was just like, I don't understand how it works. Yeah, I guess you can argue like if it was the sorcerer's powers that were holding Drake in purgatory, maybe like his powers gone and it releases it. I don't know. That was hard yeah. to defend. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'll go with that. Yeah, it. This was already like. <laughs> Even though it was a normal length episode, it seemed like it lied. Maybe that's just because I was in so much pain, but there were so many scenes and it just kept going. <laughs> and I was, oh gosh, it goes and goes and goes. Yeah, because yeah, at this point, if they had to like go to Purgatory to save him, that would have been a lot more added in. Yeah. <laughs> Back at the police station, Sheridan shows Daryl a newspaper about the whole situation that just unfolded. Something isn't sitting right with Sheridan. How did he get out of the building? Hmm. Drake, that is. Drake, how did he get out of there? It's weird. Yeah, I know. How how crazy. What is it? I have a feeling Sheridan's going to be a problem again. I have a feeling, you know. <laughs> it, Sher- a Sheridan does what a Sheridan does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 24? Yes. The last scene of the... Description, yeah, back at magic school, Drake has been hired as the new teacher. Oh, surprise. Miss Donovan has been assigned as his TA. Phoebe comes in to make oogly eyes at Drake. Drake reveals that he is only human for a year, and then he dies, and he only has two weeks left. Aw. How sad. How sad. I know, and like, I know... Phoebe kind of just like you said throws herself at any hot guy or demon, but like they have chemistry. They like got it on right away. Yeah, I mean, this guy I can I can understand more than any of the other ones because he's I mean <laughs> you'll learn quickly. I mean you probably have learned. Billy Zane is so beloved in this series, he's a lot of people's favorite guest star of the entire series. I think he's my favorite guest star of the entire series because he has such charisma and such an energy to him that you just fall in love immediately. And it doesn't take long. And, you know, it's a, it's an instant smite, smitten thing. So I get it. <laughs> yeah, there's something not only about his acting, but about his character. The way he, like, changes into those old-style singing and dancers. The door. <laughs> the door, Kevin. The door. <laughs> right. I mean, you've got the you've got the suave sex appeal. You've got the comedy. You've got, the, you know, just, like, the, the overall the warmth. And, you know, it's just all these little components are, are like, a wonderful, beautiful, perfect man. <laughs> I was almost a little bit surprised that because it felt like Paige 
started to like be into him, but then suddenly it was Phoebe. So I was almost surprised Paige wasn't more like, no, bitch, he's mine. I saw him first. He's going to be yeah. a teacher at my school. It's like, this is <laughs> my workplace, not your workplace. You go for your guys at your workplace. Right. Like, this, is, this is my style. Yeah. yeah I mean, that would have been interesting. <laughs> but I mean, it's good because she's pretty much like the headmistress. So she can't be fucking her teachers. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, did you catch what kind of demon Drake was? Oh, you would ask me that now. I don't remember because they showed a they showed it in the book real quick, and they they said did. It. I don't remember. It is a Mercury demon. Mercury demon. Yes, a Macare demon. Oh. Do you want me to read the page on the Mercury Demon for you? Oh, you have it? Yes. I was trying to get it for an episode, but it wasn't in there. All right. It says, I mean, I could go back to my Book of Shadows, but uh, it says, Millennia ago, these demons worked in the service of Mercury, the self-proclaimed Roman god of thievery, which is interesting because he's Robin Hood. <laughs> in, in modern times, they are, they've evolved into a powerful clan of upper-level demons. Hatched from eggs that incubate in the eternal flames of Hades, these demons have the power to fire thermal blasts that can take down lesser demons in one shot. Though this power makes them formidable foes, they can be vanquished with the power of three. You had me until you said he was hatched out of an egg. Then it got weird. Well, he mentioned that in this episode. Oh. He's like, I was hatched hatch from an egg. And, yeah, really, they do talk about that. Okay. Okay, too strange. It is, it is strange. Just like, I wonder if, like, are there a lot of demons that hatch from eggs? Because Grimlocks, we know, have gremlin eggs, too, from this season. True. So, like, how many demons are hatched from eggs? <laughs> and I, re- I recently watched the um, Eternals motion comic again okay. to get ready for the Eternals coming out tomorrow. And it's funny because they forget that they're Eternals. And so they all have names like Ike Harris Icarus. <laughs> and one of them is Makare, but Makare is supposed to be like Mercury, so that's why I said Makare. Oh, oh. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Oh, one thing I have too that's weird to me, because he's human now, right? Uh-huh. He's human. But he has powers. Isn't a human with powers a witch? Touche, Kevin. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like um, are you really human? I'm, I'm pretty sure you can cast spells too if you really wanted to. So it's just, <laughs> it's it's funny to me. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. Okay. I think that's all I got. <laughs> okay. Ask me if it was worth the wait. Oh, right. Was it worth the wait? Oh, thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I love this episode. Like I, I know I say it almost every episode now, but like season seven is pretty great. Like it's I'm with you. It. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and you're right. Billy Zane is probably going down as my favorite guest arc for everything that we said. Yeah. And yeah. I've always been into like Robin Hood. So seeing him play it out was a lot of fun, especially with like the modern day, like phone bill. <laughs> that was a, uh, that was genius. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode was definitely goofier than, I remembered. <laughs> um, maybe it's just because I'm watching it through adult eyes more. Um, but So it is an interesting shift when you go from the last episode, which was this big, dramatic, like beautiful, emotional uh, episode, to this is just like a fun, lighthearted, like just like enjoyable episode. Mm-hmm. So, 
yeah, it's just it's just great how charms can shift like that. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, oh, let's see if they have any notes. Okay. Uh, are we, okay. Everything I've read so far is something we've already mentioned. Uh, <laughs> this is the first episode of season seven where Rose McGowan's new haircut can be seen. So she cut her bangs and oh, did yes. little swoopy things. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. None of the sisters used their primary witch powers. Oh, they didn't. That's kind of interesting to note. Uh, this is the second episode of Charmed in a Row to quote Spaceballs in it. This time they do give me the quote. Okay. <laughs> it says, that's going to leave a mark. <laughs> that's such like a broad quote. Though. I like, know. I know. I, I can mean anything. I don't care yeah. what that is. That's anything. I'm like, that's not a specific Spaceballs quote. I feel like Mm-mm. every every media that ever existed probably said that line. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> if they said something like, that's my virgin alarm meant to go off before you do, I would have been like, oh, that's Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, here's something that's interesting. Drake turns himself and Phoebe into Gene Kelly and Leslie Karen's characters from Amer- in American in Paris. You can see she had that very wasn't that wasn't that the G Garland? I don't remember. I don't who was remember. in that movie. But um, Kelly's American artist meets and falls in love with a French shop girl. Play, maybe it wasn't Judy Garland. I can't picture Judy Garland playing a French girl. But uh, uh, the dance that Drake and Phoebe go do in front of the stairs is a recreation of Kelly and Karen's dance next to the Seine, right down to the costumes. Oh, wow! So I, I mean, I'm gonna have to go find that scene and like compare them. That'd be interesting. Oh, that was another thing I noticed that drew me to Drake right away for Phoebe is that he somehow like kind of knew that she liked old films. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's like, what is, there's must be more to him than meets the eye. How does he know all this stuff? If oh. he hasn't been around. Winky face emoji. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wink. <laughs> I can only wink with one eye. I can't wink with the other eye. It's I was going to say, that's what winking is, Kevin. You. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> but I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> when Piper is changing baby Chris, his hat keeps disappearing between shots. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't even notice that, too. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Previously in the season, Kira stated that only the elders can make her human. In this episode, Drake says he was made human by a sorcerer. It is, however, possible that only the elders can make a demon human for an indefinite amount of time, while demonic sorcerers can only do it for a short period of time, mm. as Drake's deal only made him human for a year. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Because, yeah, if we're going with like the magical angle and the fact that he still has his powers, he's not completely human, like he said. So it's kind of like a if then situation whereas Kira right. would have just been like I'm human forever yep I got hmm. the best deal you didn't yep. sorry <laughs> this so, yeah. is an Ursula deal the sorcerer gave <laughs> it very much is that <laughs> it's, a, it's a setup yeah it's, it's a trap <laughs> ha so cool that's all I got <laughs> alright cool then that takes us to everybody's favorite game fuck Mary kill <laughs> It's time to play everybody's favorite game. Fuck, Mary. I'm so excited. Okay. 
<laughs> what just happened? <laughs> All right. First off, John Norman, played by Kurt Fuller. Uh, hmm, no, sorry. Did I you know. Did you want time to think about it? <laughs> no. I mean, one look at those pictures from Scary Movie and I got my answer. So, uh, <laughs> just like, no, I'm going to be, I'm full of Cindy. No. No. <laughs> Not even this one? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. What's about Sorcerer, played by Sebastian Roche? Has he ensorcelled you with his magic pelvis? Mm. You know, he's not, he's not a bad-looking guy. He was kind of cute, um, but I don't think he's going to make my list just because I have a strong list already. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'll say no to that, too. And that's everybody that we're going to look at this week. There's nobody else in this episode to talk about. Mm. Okay, fine. Drake <laughs> played Drake! by... Fucking Drake! <laughs> oh! Oh! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so wet right now. Okay. <laughs> so my notes were correct. <laughs> uh, um, Drake, he's going on my merry list. Hardcore. Um, I'm going to put him number one. Oh. <laughs> I can't. Oh, my, I guess what? I'm also meeting Billy Zane this month. Wow. In Where's Chicago. Okay. Chicago. So I'm very excited. Uh, I'm meeting Billy Zane and Michael Bailey Smith. Same convention. Are you so. going to tell him right away, like, you're number one on my merry list? <laughs> uh, we'll see. I'm, gonna try, I'm going to try to make him sing with me. So we'll see okay. if that happens. But yeah. I'm excited <laughs> to hear how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm also going to put him on my merry list. I'm going to put him... You know what? I'm going to put him number one also. Yeah, boy! Because he's just such a good guy, and he's so fun. Like, he's you so and me, wonderful. we need someone nerdy like that who's going to be random and, like, knows all about nerd stuff. Right. You know, and, you know, that musical theater guy, too. So he's, like, he's got all the perks of, like, everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, sing to me, dance with me, you know, let's play, role play with costumes, you know? Yeah, he. Yeah, I was just gonna say that he likes to role play, probably in the bedroom too. Like, yeah, yeah. fucking yeah. Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get your bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> so that takes Jack Brody, played by John Hamm, off of my list. Oh, or my who takes who to take off my list? Uh, for you, we said it was. Uh, ironically, it was Ruth Brody, played by Jessica Oh, Steen. oh. Interested. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Perfect. And remember, Hollywags, um, keep up on your list because we're already on episode 14. So we're getting to that time. We're getting close. I got to start making a quiz. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be, I think I'm going to try to do every season as a different um, game show. <laughs> Okay. So, 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 so I have to find a different game show to uh, make my quiz on. Okay. <laughs> um, next episode is Show Ghouls. What do you think that's about? Ah, I actually didn't think about this one before you just asked me. So I'm in the dark right now, even though there's a light on me. 
Um, <laughs> I'm going to say I'm guessing that actors from the past are being resurrected by a demon and the sisters have to fight them. <laughs> Show ghouls. You see what I did there? I do. Mm, not quite, but good guess. <laughs> Fuck you and your games. <laughs> God. God, Kevin. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I have so much fun when we do these. I can't, I can't, you know, it's like the best thing ever. Yeah, it is. I, a want, lot it, of fun. I, want, it, I want it in my life more. Okay, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we're done, unfortunately. But. Where can the people find you? That's the question of the day. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Marvelous Galaxy of Disney with Alan. You can find me on Once Upon a Cult with Alan and Rachel. We are on a break right now, so it's a great time to catch up. But I just spoke to Kevin, and our Patreons know this from hearing about it in our before episode chat, we are working on a project right now to come out uh, sometime in December, and it's going to be so much fun. Yeah! <laughs> Exciting! <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you can find me and my other podcast, Words of the Witches, where charm books are happening. And you can find me on my personal one, KGZ87. Cool. Ta-da! all right great and then uh we will see you next tuesday for show ghouls i'm so excited (laughs) good good give in to your hatred oh that's star wars you don't know star wars (laughs) it's show ghouls bye yeah Satan's my name I can make you sin I can make you feel pain I can twist I can make you seduce